Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 118, six best online communities for podcasters and some etiquette tips. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. This is an award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast, and I hope that you'll check out each of these online communities that I share with you about podcasting, because this is where the dialogue comes in, not so much with your listeners, but with other podcasters out there. We're all part of this field together and we're podcasting about different subjects. Some of us are podcasting about the same subjects. I've talked about the supposed competition before in the past, but this is about getting together with other podcasters to talk about podcasting, to get help, to share solutions, learn about new tools, share your experience, anything like that. We podcasters like to hang out with other podcasters. So I'm going to share with you several communities, recommended online communities for discussing podcasting. Now, these are places that, in my opinion, are the best. Now, I'd love to hear from you what places you enjoy talking about podcasting and what do you think about these communities? Are you part of them? Are you not? Or even just these networks, these social networks that I'll mention that these communities are on. If there's anything I left off this list that you think needs to be on the list or you want to share your experience, then please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 118. And that's where these links will be as well for all of these communities that I'll mention. Stick around for it at the end of the podcast. I'll tell you also about a WordPress webinar and a, an Audacity webinar that I have coming up if you're interested in that. But let's get into this content. There are basically six communities that I recommend for discussing podcasting. And these are on different social networks, depending on what kind of social networks you like to use or not use in podcasting or in just what you're doing in promoting your podcast and learning about podcasting and hanging out with other podcasters, which can always benefit our craft to talk about this with others. One of the communities that I have been enjoying the most is Google+. There's a very active community of podcasters on Google+, and it's created by my friend Jeffrey Powers. He's a fellow member of the Tech Podcast Network, and also he was at CES with me and New Media Expo. And uh, we did some things together at CES for the Tech Podcast Network. You can check out that stuff over at tpn.tv. But he started this community on Google Plus called Podcasters. So you can search for that in Google Plus, or I'll have the link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 118. This community has quickly grown to be the largest community of podcasters on Google+. At the time of this recording, it's 1,400 members. So the conversation is really active. There are a lot of questions being answered, a lot of great solutions and, and resources being shared. This is also a community that I would say this community has the most moderated support by big names in the podcasting space. Like Ray Ortega is helping with this. Uh, Jeffrey Powers has a site about podcasting at howtorecordpodcast.com. Even Cliff Ravenscraft participates a little bit 
in this, and he's listed as a moderator. Now, if you listen to Podcast Answer Man, you know Cliff is not a fan of Google Plus at all. But this community on Google Plus is inspiring him to maybe participate in uh, Google Plus a little bit more. And I'm also a moderator of this group. So it has a lot of support. A lot of us who are really active in the podcasting space participate here. But it's made up of so many other podcasters. The rules are very good in this, and it's very well moderated. It's kept clean of spam and clutter and all of that. It's a great place to get on and talk about podcasting and share ideas and such. I love this community. And if you use Gmail and you're a part of Google+, then you can sign up for notifications from the community and get a little red number in the upper right corner of your Gmail interface that will tell you how many notifications you have. And this can tell you if someone's replied to a comment in the Google Plus community or has added a new topic to discuss or posted something there that might be of interest. So this is a great way to connect. And it doesn't crowd your inbox too. You can turn off the email system or, well, no, you can't turn off email system. What I did is I created a filter on in gmail so that any emails coming in from these different communities are just instantly deleted and i look at the notifications section instead of the emails that come in now for an honorable mention for this would be the podcasting technology resources community this community originally started on linkedin and then branched into Google+. And this is also another really good podcasting community. Now, I hate that there are a couple communities on Google+. It, it, well, I mean, there are now a lot of communities about podcasting, but many of them have 10 members, 3 members, under 100 members, something like that. And it's many of them are now pretty much turning into just episode spam where people just go and post, hey, I just started, launched a new episode. Hey, I just started a new podcast. Hey, this is my podcast and not much conversation. But the podcasters community and the podcasting technology resources community have the most active conversations. And I wish that there was just the one group. That way we wouldn't have to go back and forth between groups. But this other group, the podcasting technology resources group, is smaller. At this time, it's almost 100 or 500 members, but they are very active and quick to participate in the conversations. I often see when I post something in both communities, I often get a response first in the podcasting technology resources community, but then sometimes I get more responses in the podcasters community. So it's, I don't really like that there are multiple communities, but this is my honorable mention. I do recommend that you join both, but as the best community for podcasting on Google+, I recommend the podcasters community. And on LinkedIn, which is a much more professional network where people are going for business purposes, professional purposes and such, for the most part, So there is the Podcasting Technology Resources Group on there, and that's created by Martin Brosman. And this is a fantastic group. You'll see several people talking about business podcasting or making money with their podcast or helping others succeed or looking for success in their podcast. But also you get the typical questions like, how can I fix this problem or how can I better combined Google Plus Hangouts on Air or stuff like that. You'll find that conversation there. And so each of these, you're going to notice they'll share from Google Plus, LinkedIn, Facebook, forums and such. 
Each of these depend on what are you comfortable with? What kind of social networks do you want to join? And these are the groups that I recommend on these popular social networks. So on LinkedIn, I only recommend the podcasting technology resource group because the others, like I said, for similar with Google Plus, they've turned into ghost towns or they're overrun with just episode spam and other kind of spam. So check out the podcasting technology resources group if you like to hang out and discuss things on LinkedIn. For Facebook, the one place that I recommend is the podcast community Facebook group. This was created by Megan Inlow, who is formerly known as the podcast junkie, but she also runs the podcast community for New Media Expo. And because of that, this Facebook group now kind of has the endorsement from New Media Expo. So it's bringing in a lot of people. There are great conversations going on here. It's very, very active here. And this group, uh, community for podcasting, really has the most strict rules against self-promotion. Basically, you're allowed to mention the podcast that you host or podcasts when you introduce yourself just after you've joined. But after that, they say, don't share any of your own content. Now, I think that has its place, really strict rules like that. It also really gets in the way of some things. But that's why I'm going to share some etiquette tips in uh, closer toward the end of this podcast, some ideas of things, ways to work around this or work with this. But this is the most moderated group, but there is some great discussion going on in there. And just do keep in mind, if you want to try and stay anonymous in the podcasting world, then this Facebook group might not be the best place to go because Facebook requires that you use your real name. They forbid using fake names on Facebook profiles. And to join and participate in this podcast community means you're going to be using then your real name, your regular Facebook profile, unless you create a second one, which is also forbidden. So keep that in mind. Now on to a couple forums for discussing podcasting. There are two basic forums that I recommend, and they are fantastic places to talk with other podcasters. One is the Blueberry Forum. Blueberry is owned by Raw Voice, and Blueberry provides media stats, media hosting, and the PowerPress plugin, which is the plugin for WordPress that you should use if you want to add podcasting to your WordPress website. The best plugin, hands down, made by Blueberry, and it's called PowerPress. And Blueberry has this support forum where it's not just about PowerPress, but it's also a lot about podcasting in this forum. People will talk about podcasting, they'll share their issues, ask questions. And also, this is a great place to go for help with PowerPress. If you're trying to figure something out, if something seems broken, or you can't uh, decide whether you need channels or categories or just your main feed. This is a great place to go to discuss that. And it is much more focused on PowerPress. But because it's run by Blueberry, and Blueberry has this massive podcasting community uh, working with Blueberry, then it's a great place to go also to discuss podcasting. One other forum that I recommend is the 48days.net podcasting and new media group. I highly recommend Dan Miller's book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. This is a book that teaches you how to pursue work that you love, pursue meaningful work. And they do this through a whole bunch of different outlets and uh, different methods, different tools. 
Cliff Ravenscraft started the podcasting and new media group on the 48days.net community, and that explains why it's so heavily branded podcast answer man on it. But it is a neutral forum, so you're welcome to get in there, ask your questions, and talk about podcasting, and there's always great conversation in it. What I really like about the 48days.net community is these are people who are passionate totally passionate about something, they're pursuing that passion as a method of meaningful work, and they see their podcast as a component to this. So this isn't, there are some hobbyist podcasters in here, but these are people who see podcasting as a piece of something. So I highly recommend read the book 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I'll have an affiliate link for that if you'd like to purchase that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 118. But read that book first so you understand what this premise is of passionate work and pursuing your calling and meaningful work and what all of this is. Then after you've read that, join the community so that you can discuss podcasting and how that fits in with pursuing your passion for your business or maybe you want to turn podcasting into your business. So this is a great place to go. And then Stepping away from the typical discussion forum method of things is the social question and answer site Quora. Now that's spelled Q-U-O-R-A. There's a podcasting group on Quora or podcasting section that is really good. And I participate heavily in this community, but it's very different from most other things because this is not where you go and you respond to what someone else says, they respond to you, you respond to them, they respond to you. This isn't really a place for a conversation, but it is a great resource and a unique method or approach to this idea of discussing things. It's a social Q&A format where you or someone else posts an ans- a question and then it receives multiple answers. You as a, a member of Quora can only post an answer once And you can only then comment on other questions or other answers. And you can only then edit your own post or suggest edits. You can contribute to a sort of wiki of all of the answers. You can answer as many different questions as you like, but you can only provide one answer per question. So this is a great place to go and get the kind of the the cream of the crop, the best picks for a question. So some people might go in there and they ask, what are the best tools for recording a Skype call? Then I would go in and answer with, here are the two tools that I recommend. Someone else goes in and says, oh, use this tool. I really like it. Someone else goes in and says, oh, buy this hardware. This works really well. So it's it's a collection of answers on a simple question. It's a great place. It's also social in that you can vote up the answers. And like I said, you can suggest edits to particular answers. And you can request certain members to answer questions that they may have not noticed inside of Quora. So if you find a question and you don't see any answers there, or you see a bunch of answers, but you feel like, you know what, so-and-so would be really good to answer this question. You can then request them to answer that question, depending on how many points you have. And this point system is, I've never really looked into it that much because I've never used points. I've earned a lot of points because a lot of people request for me to answer questions. But I also receive emails automatically whenever anyone posts anything in the podcasting section of Quora. So I participate in there a lot. 
it's it's a great place. You'll find many answers and suggestions and stuff that you'd never even thought of before because people are coming from all different backgrounds and one question might be cross-posted just by tagging it differently might appear then under several subjects so then you get different subject experts in certain areas and it's a great place then to see those answers i really like core it's a really cool service and it is free to join all of these services that i'm mentioning by the way are free to join very easy to join and have great communities in them one honorable mention that i would give uh, main separate, completely separate honorable mention I would give is the podcasting subreddit on reddit.com. Reddit is like the new dig. It's a social news site where you can post news and people can vote it up, vote it down, comment on it and such. And Reddit has a very loyal following. Now the podcasting subreddit is rather small. It's about 400 subscribers at this moment. And the questions, well, the posts in that podcasting subreddit are a bit all over the place. It's, I would say it's about half episode or podcast spam where people say, hey, check out my new podcast. And then half of it contains great questions and great conversations around these things. I would say this is a community of average guy podcasters, not these major professionals or experts, not necessarily newbies either. Uh, but people who get in and want to talk about podcasting, who share their experience with podcasting. So if you enjoy the Reddit space, this is a great place to go. I'm very active over at the Once Upon a Time subreddit, and I'm starting to focus a little bit more on the podcasting subreddit as well. So these are the top six, with a couple honorable mentions, communities that I recommend for discussing podcasting. The Podcasters Group on Google+, the Podcasting Technology Resource Group on LinkedIn, and honorable mention and shout out to that same group on Google+, the Podcast Community on Facebook, the Blueberry Forum, the 48days.net Podcasting and New Media Group, the Podcasting Section of Quora, and the Podcasting Subreddit of Reddit for my honorable mention. So you join one of these communities, or maybe you join all of them. Keep in mind some basic etiquette tips, and I would love your addition to these tips. So please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 118 to add what else you think is a good tip for etiquette in participating in communities. Number one tip, search first. It's very possible that someone else has already asked the question that you're thinking of or they've asked something very similar. So search for it first. That will help prevent the responses of, dude, use a search engine or stuff like that. But don't think about just searching the forum first. Search Google first before you crowd the community with questions that can so, so easily be answered with a quick Google search. For example, I haven't seen this question asked, but this is just a random example. You wouldn't want to go to the forum and post asking, what is a mixer? Well, you can type that into Google and very quickly get an answer for what a mixer is. But what you may not have found in a community or asking for an answer is, 
why would you want a mixer for podcasting? Do you really need it? At what point should you upgrade to a mixer? Those are good questions that maybe someone else hasn't asked yet. So make sure that you search first. Some of these communities make searching really easy. Some of them, not so much. Since I am very active on the podcasting section of Quora, I often see people posting questions that have already been asked, but kind of just worded a little bit differently. Thankfully, Cora gives the abilities to moderate this a little bit and just redirect one question to the other and merge things together. But other forums might not give that much of an ability. So avoid receiving that response of dude search first or Google is your friend or something like that. And search first for your question. Second tip for etiquette is ask great questions. Now, you might not easily find an answer. Uh, And when you come to a community, how you ask the question can make a huge difference between whether it's a great conversation or just short answers. Like avoid something, yes, avoid yes and no questions. Like, should I use WordPress? Well, then you'll get responses like, yes. And some people will say, well, this is why, or this is how I use it. But in general, you're basically asking a yes or no question. Should I use WordPress? The community will, in general, say yes. Ask instead something like an open-ended question. For example, why should I use WordPress? Or what are the best podcasting plugins for WordPress? Or what are the best plugins that you like on your podcast site that's running WordPress? Those are ways to turn your plain, ordinary question into a great question. There are no stupid questions, but there certainly are questions that are better than others. Your question may also need some explanation added to it and examples or specifics, details that people will need in order to answer your question. For example, you could just say something like, well, why does my podcast sound bad? And that be your question. Well, okay, that's not a stupid question, but it's not a great question. Instead, give us the details, like tell us what your setup is. What are you doing? What are you expecting? Uh, Give us a link to a sample of what you hear that you want to try and fix, what you've already tried, what software you're using, what hardware you're using. I often see people ask questions like, what's the best computer program for this? And they don't say whether they're on Windows, they're on OS X, or they're on Linux. They don't say if they want something free. They don't say what their budget is. So Give that information, and that turns a plain, ordinary, not stupid, but just an ordinary question, into a great question. Number three, don't self-promote. Now, this takes some balancing here, and it, it does depend a lot on the nature of the community you're in and the nature of the content you produce. But communities can be a great place to share your podcast and cross promote or grow your audience in some way. But this should not be the reason that you join these communities. If you are joining just to promote yourself, you know what they call that? A spammer. And some communities like the Facebook group, podcast community on Facebook, has strong rules against self-promotion. So yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know about your podcast if you really feel like it's necessary But don't post about every new episode. I really like the rules that we've got in the podcasters community on Google+. We say, 
Don't post every episode, but it's okay if you want to share something special. Or when you share something, share some of the content inside of your post or sharing. And this is a way that then you can share that information, especially if it's relevant information. Like, for example, myself or Ray Ortega or Cliff Ravenscraft or Dave Jackson or any of us who talk specifically about podcasting are welcome to go into the group and say, hey, everybody, we just posted this new episode that gives you the top six tips for being awesome with your podcast. We'd love your feedback. Here are the top six tips. Please comment here. Check out the episode to learn more about what we thought about this. That's a great way to share the information. Yeah, it's self-promotional, but it's self-promotional for a good reason, because it is applicable to that community. Or maybe you don't have a podcast or a blog about podcasting, but you are so excited about some new equipment or a new software program you got that you decide to write a blog post or record a podcast episode about it. That's a great thing that you could share in that community. You could say, hey, everybody, I just got this app and it has really helped my podcasting. I really think you might like it too because it does this and this. And here's where I blogged about it or here's where I podcasted about it. Or you could say, listen to my before episode and my after episode to really hear the difference between when I got this mic or when I started doing this new method. That kind of stuff is not self-promotional because think of it this way. If someone else had written that content or produced that content, would you be sharing it to this community? Let that be your guide. So sometimes I'll go in and I'll share my, quote, competitors, unquote, content into the community because I think it's really valuable. And in the podcast community group on Facebook, this is what they actually recommend. They say, if you believe in your content enough and it's relevant to other podcasters, then ask someone else to share it for you. And that's certainly a good idea too, is find someone or find some of your audience members who will be willing to share your posts in those places that are relevant. That way you're not the one always spamming it with, hey, check out my new stuff. Hey, check out my new stuff. Hey, check out my new stuff. So number three, don't self-promote, but do share relevant stuff. Number four, participate in conversations. Regardless of where you are in podcasting, whether you just started out or you've been podcasting for years, or you're one of those people who consults on podcasting and helps other people podcast You have your own experience and your own opinions, and those matter. Other people don't have that exact same experience or those exact same opinions or haven't seen the exact same tools you have. So just because you see like the podcasting giants talking about something or the conversation might seem over your head a little bit, don't worry about that. If you have something to say, put your word in there too. If people are talking about why the high LPR 40 is so amazing and you want to say, well, you know what? I I like the Audio-Technica ATR 2100 and I can't afford a PR 40, but I really like this mic. I think it works really well. That's fine. That's great. You're providing to the, you are uh, providing value to the conversation. So that's why you should be participating in conversation, especially if you end up sharing a lot of stuff. Also participate in other conversations. Don't just be that person who drops links in the community all the time, but participate in other conversations. Respond to what other people are saying. Check out other people's works. Give to other people. Very similar to this, don't hijack a conversation. So you can participate, yes, 
but don't steer the conversation away from the original topic. Number five, share relevant resources. If you like podcasting, then you probably follow blogs and YouTube videos and podcasts and such about podcasting. Hey, you listen to this one. So if if one of my episodes is really interesting to you, you liked it, then please share it on these social networks, share it in these communities. Or if you find something else that you think would be really useful to people, share that in the communities because it's relevant to other podcasters. It can be just some little post, a link to something you found, an app, or whatever. But also add to it, don't just say, hey, check out this new link. But add some kind of nugget from the resource. So that way you are doing more than just a title and a link, but you're giving some of the content. So you could say, hey, check out this review of the such and such microphone. The guy said that he really likes it compared to this microphone and he thinks that it's a great price at $45. Check out the full review here and then you include the link. So share those relevant resources. And number six, give solutions. This is more than just giving solutions or providing answers to people. I put that under number four, participate in conversations so that you're providing uh, value and you are contributing toward the answer for something. But you know what one of the absolute worst forum posts anywhere on the internet is? It's something like this. Figured it out. Thanks. What value is there in that? None. And in fact, I would maybe go so far to say that it is anti-value because you're telling everyone, oh yeah, I got it working. I'm not going to tell you how. And then people have to start asking, well, how'd you get it working? Or I I see this a lot when I am searching for issues myself, uh, trying to figure something out or fix a problem or something. I find all of these different places where people ask the exact same question I asked. They tried different things, several solutions or suggestions didn't work. And then at the end, they say, oh, I finally figured it out. Thanks for your help, everybody. And I'm still there thinking, wait, what? I still need the answer. How'd you figure out? Please tell me. So if you are posting questions in these communities, you're asking for help or you're facing a problem, when you get it figured out, let people know. Even if it's just saying, hey, so-and-so's suggestion worked great, then that lets people know that you figured it out, one, and that also validates what that person said, and it makes the conversation continue to be valuable because then people can go through and they can see at the end of the conversation, they'll see, oh, they saw that this worked, so I'll just jump to using that. So those are my six tips for community etiquette in this podcasting community space. And also check out the links to all of these different communities that I mentioned in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 118. Please go there and let me know what you think of these communities, what you think of these community etiquette tips, and what else you would add to this. Comment on the show notes there and let me know your feedback on this. Now, a big issue right now to podcasters is FeedBurner and FeedBurner's future. And I'm not going to spend much time on this because I've blogged about this and talked about this many times before. But just last week, Google announced that Google is shutting down Reader. That's Google Reader, the online web app for reading RSS feeds. And they also have mobile apps on Android and iOS. 
This is where you can subscribe to an RSS feed from a blog or a podcast, and you can consume that through a single app. I love RSS feeds. I love RSS readers. I do not use Google Reader. But, I well, I don't use the Google Reader website. I use Google Reader to synchronize my podcast subscriptions because I like Feedly for my desktop in a browser and on my iPhone in an app. But for my iPad, my preferred reading experience is using the app Mr. Reader. It's, it is a paid app, whereas Feedly is free. I'll include links to these if you're interested in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 118. But these apps, two separate apps, synchronize with Google Reader. So at any moment, I can log into Feedly, and everything I've already read on my iPad is also marked as read on Feedly, even though I'm using completely different apps. Then I can even go back to Google Reader and check things out. And there are other services you can use that integrate with Google Reader so that if you tag something in Google Reader, then it does something else. Like if site, that's if this, then that can do things like that where it can buffer an article for you or it can add an article to your Evernote or your Spring Pad or your bookmarks and delicious or email you or anything like that. Send you reminders, anything like that, just from tagging stuff inside of Google Reader or by extension, tagging stuff in other apps that synchronize to Google Reader. But Google announced that they will be retiring Reader. And their reason for this is they said that Usage has been dropping. I think they mean usage of the website version. I think a lot of people are still using Google Reader to synchronize between apps. But they've said that usage is dropping and they want to focus on doing fewer products better. Now, this very understandably and I think very legitimately raises concern about FeedBurner. Because Google Reader is all about RSS. FeedBurner is all about RSS. Google has removed AdWords from FeedBurner. Google had advertising inside of Google Reader. So they've removed Google Reader, which had ads and was at least to some degree maybe profitable, depending on how much it cost them to maintain it. But then they removed ads, AdSense from FeedBurner so that means that now FeedBurner is not profitable at all. So that's big issue for concern. But there are a few things to keep in mind with this. Just a few points I want to point out to you. First of all, even though we're, both of these services are focused on RSS, Google Reader was about consumption, where you subscribe to blogs. You as a consumer use Google Reader to consume content that's put out there and you're subscribing to things through rss and there are many other apps that do this much better than google reader they look nicer they have better functionality they're more compatible whatever and i think google saw this and recognized hey we're not the best people in this space and everybody is using our service to synchronize with these much better apps so not really anybody is using us anymore so let's just shut this thing down That might be part of what their thought was. So remember that Google Reader was about consumption, but FeedBurner is about creation. There are many alternatives to Google Reader, but very few alternatives to FeedBurner. So if Google shuts down Google Reader, if they do go through with it, which they've announced they will do, but if they do go through with it and don't withdraw that, 
then that means these people will just migrate to another platform. Already, Feedly, which I've been using for a long time, Feedly has announced that they've received 500,000 new signups from Google Reader refugees, if you want to call them that. 500,000, half a million, it's over that now, but half a million people. And Google thought Reader isn't worth this. Half a million people switching over from Google Reader over to Feedly. And Google, I guess, isn't blinking an eye at this. But then look at what FeedBurner provides. FeedBurner is for content creators, and there are very few alternatives. So if Google uh, disenfranchises or breaks this relationship with content creators, the creators will probably be very upset with Google and not want to use Google's other services that they provide for content creators like AdSense or uh, analytics or AdWords where you can purchase words to bring people to your content. Google said they want to focus on fewer services. And like I mentioned earlier, the removal of AdSense from FeedBurner means that FeedBurner isn't profitable anymore. So yeah, they might then see FeedBurner as a waste of time since it's not even making money anymore. And they've made several services that used to cost free in FeedBurner, but that was a while back. But also consider things like how Reader was more of a synchronizing service for so many people, and they're just moving from one service to another. And maybe Google saw that, hey, people are using this in a way we didn't really intend them to use, so we're not getting the benefit of people seeing the ads that we put out to Google Reader. So let's just shut this thing down. So people weren't using it quite like it was designed, and maybe that's why Google is shutting it down. Whereas FeedBurner, People are using it for what it was designed to do, even though it hasn't been updated in a very long time. And along with Google shutting down Google Reader, they also announced that they would sunset, as they put it, or basically retire several other services, but they've still never mentioned FeedBurner. And the other services that Google is shutting down are mostly eh, services that don't mean anything to most of us out there. The, The main one that affects most people is Google Reader. So when you look at this and so many other things that we could consider, and I've talked about in previous episodes, I still highly recommend that you own your RSS feed URL. That means if your URL that people subscribe to is feeds.feedburner.com, you do not own it. Yes, you have control. Like you can say, oh, I'm going to point this to somewhere else or something else or whatever. But do you actually own that URL? If FeedBurner shuts down, you would lose that URL, lose your subscribers. So even if you are just pumping your own domain through FeedBurner, through either the My Brand feature, or maybe you're setting up a 307 temporary redirect on your site to your FeedBurner feed, something crazy like that. Even if you're doing that and still using FeedBurner partially, but not publicly, you're using it on your private site. Even if you're doing that, you're so much better off than having people subscribe to your feeds.feedburner.com address. So I would say the sky isn't falling yet for FeedBurner. But even if FeedBurner stays around, I still highly recommend that you own the URL that people are subscribed to so that you can guarantee you will always be connected with your audience. And I did an episode uh, a little while back about how to leave FeedBurner. 
and keep your subscribers. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that in-depth audio and read the blog post with the show notes there. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 97 to check that out and learn how you can leave FeedBurner, even if it's just running your own domain through FeedBurner. So if you, like now, look at the RSS feeds that I'm publishing for my podcast, they are feeds.noodle.mx slash the audacity to podcast or something similar to that. Well, that's still going through FeedBurner, but I'm doing that through the My Brand feature. The benefit that provides to me is if FeedBurner shuts down, I still own, I totally own feeds.feedburner. or feeds.noodle.mx. That's the one I own, not feedburner.com. So if FeedBurner shuts down, then all I have to do is just change how my domain is set up so that I don't lose a single subscriber because they're subscribed to something I own, not to something that Google owns. So even if you're not worried about FeedBurner, I still recommend get off of FeedBurner's URL, even if you continue to use FeedBurner for their stats or whatever purpose you're using, and get your own URL, own it, so that you won't lose your subscribers if you ever decide to change or FeedBurner decides to change. And I've blogged about this as well, and giving a little bit more information about what this might mean for podcasters. And you can check out my blog post at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and I'll have links to it in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 118. Something else I'm really excited about that's coming up for the Audacity to Podcast is we're going to examine this podcasting patent issue and talk to a patent attorney someone from the Electronic Frontier Foundation, as well as Congressman Peter DeFazio uh, from Oregon about the SHIELD Act, which will help prevent patent trolls. So please send me your questions about the podcasting patent that you want me to pass on to the patent attorney, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and to Congressman Peter DeFazio about, and as well as uh, Jason Chavitz from Utah about these these patent trolls and the podcasting patent and what this means, what we need to understand about it, what we can do from here. So email your questions to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Also, please join me when I record the Audacity to Podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash live. Now, I had a great time with my Audacity webinar that I taught on March 9th, 2013. This was a blast to do this. I'm going to do this again, but in fact, I'm doing two separate webinars. I'm going to teach a Learn WordPress webinar on Saturday, April 20th at noon Eastern Daylight Time, that's GMT minus four, and on Saturday, May 18th at noon, same time zone, I'll teach another Learn Audacity webinar. So this will be a chance, with the WordPress one especially, this will be a chance, if you're not familiar with WordPress, either you're a blogger or a podcaster, and you're just trying to figure out, how can I take advantage of WordPress? How do I manage these plugins? What are some good plugins to use? Uh, What should I do? What should I not do? What's the difference between pages and posts and custom post types? How should I make sense of categories and tags and search engine optimization and themes and FTP and permissions and plugins and settings and tools and RSS and 
all of this stuff about WordPress, if that confuses you, or you just want to make sure that you get a good foundation for understanding WordPress for either blogging or podcasting, or maybe even just setting up a static website about your business, WordPress works great for this to manage your content. So if you'd like to learn about WordPress, then please join me for my webinar on Saturday, April 20th at noon Eastern Daylight Time. I'll have information about this very soon on the website, and you can jump to that link directly as soon as I get it posted at theaudacitypodcast.com slash learn WordPress. And if you're interested in that, the cost will be $100 for either of these webinars the Learn WordPress webinar on April 20th, or the Learn Audacity webinar on May 18th. But if you'd like to sign up for both webinars, and they would both be at least 90 minutes each of solid information in the 90 minutes plus questions and answers, you might want to block out two hours total of time, and you get the free download from the recording afterward, even if you miss the session. But if you'd like to sign up for both of these webinars, then that would be $175 for both instead of $200 for both. And just email me if you're interested in signing up for both, and I'll have the sign-up pages for these available very soon. But those are the dates. Learn Audacity on Saturday, April 20th. and I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Learn WordPress on Saturday, April 20th. And Learn Audacity on Saturday, May 18th. And you will receive the downloads even if you register but miss the actual live webinar, you'll still receive the downloads from those for what you purchase uh, your or reserve your seat for. So if you'd like to reserve a seat right away, then please go to theaudacitypodcast.com and watch for when those tickets become available. Or you can email me to make sure I save a seat for you and I'll let you know as soon as it's available. Also sign up for the newsletter at theaudacitypodcast.com where I send out podcasting tips, resources that I find, share new stuff that I think might be useful to you, and will let you know when the webinar starts and might even include the opportunity for you to save some money with a promo code or even an affiliate offer that uh, if you refer other people to my webinars that you can make some money even if you don't attend yourself. But this will be a great way then for you to uh, make a little money on the side and encourage your own community to get information that you may not be able to provide at your convenience or yourself. So check that out at theaudacitytopodcast.com. I'd love your questions for future episodes, things that you'd like me to cover, your feedback on issues. Please email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. You can send written audio or video messages to that email address, or you can leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click or tap on the send a voice message link on your computer or iOS device to record a message right from your computer. And that's through SpeakPipe that I do love. I am becoming a paying member of SpeakPipe now that's coming out of beta. I will continue using it because I really like their service. You can read more about my thoughts on SpeakPipe at theaudacitypodcast.com slash SpeakPipe. And hey, big thanks to, I don't know the web addresses or the names of the people, but whoever it was that used my affiliate links for Bluehost and someone used my affiliate links for HostGator web hosting. I really appreciate that you use that. That really helps uh, support my business, supports what I'm doing. And if anyone else needs web hosting, those are the two web hosts that I now recommend, Bluehost and HostGator. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash Bluehost or theaudacitypodcast.com slash 
HostGator to learn more about those web hosting companies and sign up through my affiliate links. And I would really appreciate that. Please follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And again, you can send me questions and feedback for future episodes by emailing feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. Call 903-231-2221 or go to the audacity to podcast and click on the send a voice message link on your computer or iOS device. You can get these links that I mentioned and comment. Let me know what you think about these communities and etiquette tips and other information that I shared in this episode by going to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 118. If you haven't seen it already, also make sure that you check out the video I did on YouTube about how to add or update your podcast cover art. You can follow me on YouTube at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash YouTube. And follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue, and talk about podcasting with other podcasters in these communities. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like get personal productivity tips from Eric Fisher at Beyond the To-Do List. Learn about Once Upon a Time and all its mysteries and theories behind it. Get some Christian critical thinking on movies. Learn to laugh with our clean comedy podcast or get a Christian worldview on politics and ethical issues and social things and so much more. Get all of our podcasts at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And you can find so many podcasts about so many aspects of technology, medical technology, personal technology, web technology, video production, audio production, blogging, podcasting, YouTubing, uh, gadgets, medic, medicine stuff. It's an awesome place and it's all clean and family friendly, which I really appreciate. So please check out techpodcasts.com.